Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Sports betting season is in full force. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS. And you will receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code 5. That's the word 5, F-I-V-E. They also have re-up and referral bonuses as well. Follow my lead and open an account with BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. Let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest way to play fantasy football this season. Just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog Fantasy handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. You can even bring over your home league over to underdogfantasy.com. You get $25 upon sign-up, so you can take a free shot at a million-dollar grand prize for their fantasy football tournament. Again, you get $25 free in bonus cash when you use the code 5RSN to sign up. It has never been easier to take a shot at a million-dollar prize in their best ball mania tournament. Go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or Google Play Store, use the promo code 5RSN, and get $25 in bonus cash. Sign up today. You Break Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and remanufacturing company with over 20 years of experience. They specialize in complete wheel repair, repairing wheels from curb rash, bends, and cracks. They also specialize in refinishing from polishing, machining, and custom colors that will suit your car's needs. Lastly, You Break Wheel Fix offers a full array of factory and custom wheel and tire applications. Contact them at 305-748-0112. That's 305 305- 7480112 or at you break wheel fix on all social platforms. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years, combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24/7, walk in, call in, click in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at SF Agent Peters, or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to Three Yards for Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Chris Kaufman is here with me. Sam Clancy is still on assignment. He is finishing up his project this week. He should be back with us on Wednesday. As always, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN, 20% off your entire order. All right, Chris, this was a ball breaker. 
you watch that game. Yeah. <laughs> your initial your initial thoughts. Uh, I'll give you look, you know what? I'm gonna give you my my initial thoughts. I think you want to go on a little longer. Game started, I'm like, hey, I remember this team. <laughs> they're, they're gonna start returning uh uh interceptions for touchdowns they're gonna um, you know make their way through 60 minutes and at the end of the game hey we won by six and it felt that way but then it started to snowball then the huge rush at the end and i thought the game was won i'll have more to say about that those non-calls but Mm -hmm. my thoughts were this is one that got away and i expected them to win I do expect them to win again next week. I expect them to lose against the Bucs, which means they're going to have to surprise me somewhere along the way. They're going to have to do something extraordinary outside of just beating the teams that they're favored against the rest of the year. They've Mm -hmm. also caught a break. Some teams that were expected to be decent are absolute garbage, like the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. The Jets were supposed to be kind of competent. They're awful. They're just as bad as last year. Okay, so they're catching some breaks. But I still feel like this one kind of got away, and they're going to have to surprise me somewhere down the line. Those are my thoughts. Your thoughts on this game? Well, think of also the uh, Colts game coming up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're not um, they're not uh, inspiring. Uh, <laughs> inspiring, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking at. Um, right. Okay. So the game. Definitely one thing that I have to say immediately is that they exceeded my expectations in this game. And so we have to, you know, for all the doom and gloomers and all that, you know, I, I get, I get, we hate losing and, you know, it's dolphins. They suck. We, we all, we're all battered and abused by the dolphins. Um, I get it, but this was uh they, you know, Simon and I both thought that they were going to come out here and, and lay another egg. Um, for the most part, especially offensively. And, um, and they didn't do that. They lost in overtime by a last second field goal, essentially one play away from winning the game, you know? Um, and, and that's just, that's just the way that's just those facts. That's just facts. And so they did, they did better than, than we expected. Um, when I set the, when I kind of set the stage for the game, I thought that the offense could go one of two ways. I thought the offense is either going to give into some of their worst, uh, you know, their, their worst tendencies and go into, you know, kind of turtle up and go into a shell and, and try and play, play defense for winning the game, you know, and essentially just try and run the ball quick passes, short passes, myopic offense. We're, we're Miami fans. We know the deal. Um, mm-hmm. They could do that and they'll score six points uh, or they could open it up, like accept that they're going to get sacked. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but challenge them down the field. You've got four difference makers in the pass catching unit. Between uh, Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki and Devontae Parker, you got two guys that can challenge you with extreme speed. You got two guys that can challenge you with size and strength and ability to go up and get the ball at the, the point of attack. Um, so you you better go you better go use that and you better challenge them down the field and you better uh, and you better start establishing tape of this 
to to get other defenses thinking and or this defense. I didn't think that they'd necessarily win if they did that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't saying that that's that that's a going to win them the game. It could have, but you know, it, I didn't think that's necessarily going to win them the game. I wasn't sure that they're ready to win this game. Um, what we got is kind of both really for 45 minutes. We got an abjectly terrible offense, right? Or absolutely, you know, for out, however, however long it was probably even longer than that. It's probably almost like 55 minutes. Um, it was a really bad offense that we got out there. And it was everything that we talked about. It was, you know, getting too conservative in this situation, wrongheaded um, calls here, uh, you, you know, settling short, settling short, settling short, just trying to get four yards every play, essentially. Um, four or five yards every play. And then we saw a bad offense and they scored. I, so they scored – off the interception return touchdown. So that was seven points, but then they scored uh, seven more points with the Malcolm Brown long touchdown. And that's, that's basically what had happened, right? They're, they're, they were not a good offense. They were a one touchdown performance basically um, with that kind of offense. But we saw just before halftime, the offense went into a two minute drill, you know, spread everybody wide. You got empty backfield kind of stuff. You got spacing, you got pass situation and uh, they started to get something done. They went out, they got down there for that uh, field goal just before halftime, which would have been a good field goal because they were going to get the ball in the second half. Right. Yeah. So, you know, go two for one here. Uh, you get that field goal, knocking it in. It's too bad. Jason Sanders missed it, whatever. Um, and then come back out in the end of the, the start of the next half and, and go down there and get it again. That's, that's the way you play really winning, good winning football. Mm-hmm. Um, so they established that they actually, they actually were having some success that way passing, um, and, and, and at the end of the half, but then when they came back out in the second half, they went back in the shell. Yeah. They absolutely did. And, and it was just, it's just mind numbing to watch it, you know? Okay. First off, you, I don't even know how Malcolm Brown doesn't know doesn't know that he's not able to cut block in the open field like that. I know some of us didn't know, but we're not coaches and uh, we're not mm-hmm. players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he, he puts them first and 20. Well, they get first and 20 and then they, they go 12 personnel, two tight ends, and they run the ball straight into an eight man box. What the fuck was that? You know, like, and like who, and this is the first drive of the second half after you just, tried to drive it down the field and, and knock in that field goal. And then you missed the field goal. You're trying to make up for it. Right. So this is an important scoring drive to start the half. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and, if- and sometimes some of this stuff is really, really simple. I saw them creeping up a safety Abrams more specifically mm-hmm. a couple of times. And I kept seeing like, wait a minute, who's that lined up out there? That's what Fuller just throw yeah. it out there. It's just, single high. Yeah. That guy can't get that. That guy cannot get down to the sideline. Just throw sake. it out there. I mean, Who just gives a crap? seriously, and, and so they're first and 20, they run it straight in. And this is, again, this is heavy personnel. It's 12 personnel. Run it straight into an eight-man box out of 12 personnel. Second and 19, they run the most predictable fucking running back screen that you've ever seen out of a play call. I mean, I, I get so mad when I see when I see this because it's like, oh, yeah, nobody knows it's coming. Um, and and then, and then, of course, it's third and, what, 15, something like that. And and you're not going to you're just not going to convert that. Um, and, and that was an important drive. You fast forward, you go through these drives again. They're 
it's just so myopic. At the end of the day, what are we talking about? Jalen uh, or Jacoby Brissett uh, threw for 200-something yards on, on nearly 50 attempts. I mean, it is is, is incredible. We're talking about Jalen Waddles, uh, you know, incredibly low yards per catch figure in the game. Um, yeah. We're talking, you know, we're talking about all this all this myopic stuff uh, because they just were stubborn about it. And then finally, we get in the 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 last minutes of the fourth quarter and they have to get into a, a pass situation. And, you know, th- what is striking to me is that, and what I said on Twitter is that this offense is better when given few choices by the scoreboard in the situation than they are when given a full amount of options. Like when, when the offensive coordinator or offensive coaching staff have a full menu of options to design what they want to do to the defense and the defense has to defend it all. Right. They suck. They suck. (laughs) And, and when, but when they get into a situation where they have to pass the football because of the situation, uh, the scoreboard, the clock, et cetera, they are better. And that also oddly, very oddly, applies to the run as well, because one of the most successful drives of the season was the final drive of the New England game when they bled out four minutes and finished the game in victory victory formation. That was a game-winning drive, right? Mm -hmm. Just as important as any scoring drive you've seen this season, a touchdown drive, et cetera. Um, and, and that was an obvious run situation and obvious they had no, no choice, but to run and they, okay, we're going to knock it through. We're going to get it. And they got it. They got after it and they, uh, they converted first downs. And, um, you know, even, even we talk about that, that play that Tua opted into with the, the slant to Devonte Parker and how huge that play was, but, but the play before that was a successful run play. They had gained like nine yards on it or something like that. Like mm-hmm. the one that Liam Eikenberg got called for uh, a little ticky tack holding. Um, so, so in obvious situations where the defense knows what's coming and the Dolphins offensive coaches have no choice about what they need to do. Um, they're good. <laughs> but then in situations where they get to draw the most creative, most effective attack that they can, um, they are drawing stick figures out there. Um, and, and it's just like, it's just, it's just mind. And it's a hallmark of bad offensive coaching. And we've seen that so much in Miami over the last two decades. We, how many times have we seen this? How many times have we seen an offense can't do sh- jack shit until they get to the end of the half and they're going to two minute or they get to the end of the, to the fourth quarter and they're, they're down in the scoreboard and all of a sudden they, they start moving the ball. We've seen that so many times it's ridiculous and it's always the hallmark of a bad offense. And so it's very discouraging in that regard, but you know, you're hoping that they learn from it. You're hoping that they, you know, that they, they move on and start getting used to the fact that they have good pass catchers out there that can make plays and hopefully start challenging the, the defense better. Well, Brian Flores today said that it was on him and it was on the coaches that they got to put players in position to make plays better. That they had to just do they got to be better at that. You don't go you don't go get Will Fuller and then, you know, when he is a factor in the game and he should have won the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
when he becomes a factor in the game is what late in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Mm-hmm. No, that, that should have been a factor from the opening bell when he's absolutely, when he's completely fresh and ready to run some nine routes, you know, do some of that early. And sometimes it's, it's, it's as simple as that. It's just trying mm-hmm. to de- design stuff that works into a shot play. And mm-hmm. you got to do it often enough where the defense is going to respect it. And you know, trust me, if you, but, if you have a here's the thing. you have a general waddle, they will. If they have three downs, if they have three downs to, to do something with the passing game, I think they're going to make a play. Like if they, if they, you know, if they pull back, they spread everybody out and they pass the ball, like let Jacoby Brissett is a mobile guy. He's a big guy, you know, let him work the pocket, let him work, work around and, and out of the pocket buy some time. Um, they're going to make a play at some point. Yes. They might have a negative play and then they can, you know, pass and work their way out of it. So, I mean, I, I think, I think that they need to be more aggressive. I think the problem is that they're not leading with their best foot. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it comes down to is the every, every game has its own like life as far as the play calling and, you know, punch, counter punch, counter, you know, counter this and so on and so forth. Um, I don't think they're leading with their best shot, you know, and, and I think that they've got to lead with their best shot because you have to knock the defense off balance somehow before you can get into that rhythm and start, you know, like, okay, now they're countering this and well, now we're going to hit them with that. You know, it's, you have to, you have to knock them off balance. It's like getting a good first step as a pass rusher and, and uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you have to hit them with a first, a good first step so that they're a little bit pressed and a little bit off balance. And then you can start working it. And I don't think the dolphins are doing that. I think they think that their best, their best hit that they're going to knock them off balance with is, is, you know, Jalen Waddle on little screens and, uh, and, and running the ball with miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown. <laughs> Oddly I enough, miles Gaskin is having a good, a good season. He is. He's having a, he's having a, he's hasn't having a decent year. And I, I'm not saying never run the ball. I'm saying that the, they don't have a good feel for the game and how to start off you know, getting the defense off balance and then how to answer, how to, you know, how to evolve through the game that way. And, um, and I think it's because, I think it's because they're stuck into a default, into what mm. their default is. And, um, and their default is the wrong default. It's, as I said, it's elective, it's elective mediocrity. They're choosing this. Yeah. And it took them to overtime to run that. I love that concept, by the way. And they have the right guy to do it with. Although maybe in the future, the problem is if you do it with Wolf Fuller, you might, you might, you might have the safety commit a little earlier. But when they run that that drag over and go, where they mm-hmm. they they have the, the the shallow drag, then they have the over route, and then they have the 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 farthest man out on the trips concept, release deep on a post, and mm-hmm. in this case it was Devontae Parker. Almost always against the Dolphins, they tend to jump like the middle route, and mm-hmm. it leaves Parker one on one. That's just brilliant. You know how many times the Rams ran that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. Like I mean, it's... five, six times. They kept running it over and over again, of course. What, what happened? They got a touchdown out of it to Deshaun Watson. I mean, to Deshaun. Oh, my God. I got this guy on, on, on the brain. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, so, and to be fair, what does everybody say why, they, why you don't do that? 
the offensive line. They oh, can't, yeah, there's, they there, can't there's no time to go, you know, shallow, medium, deep. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so the offensive line isn't isn't giving them the time. Well, you know what? Sometimes that is true. You know, definitely there are, you know, I looked at the, I looked at the offensive line earlier today. I was really focusing on them and Austin Jackson certainly had his bad moments out there. Um, Liam Eikenberg, I'm sorry. He was, you know, he's facing Max Crosby. So let's give him a a little bit of break, but um, yeah, I'm shocked that Max Crosby essentially had was invisible (laughs) yesterday. Well, he wasn't invisible late in the game. I mean, (laughs) I I'm telling you right now. Um, So but yeah, he's Liam Eikenberg was was clearly having some issues over at right tackles. First game at right tackle, um, and he's facing a really great one. And so he had a few issues, and it was kind of you know consistent. It's going to pop up like every third or fourth down, uh, every third or fourth play. And um, and so, but you have hope that he's going to get a little bit better. The middle was stout. Middle was fine. Mm-hmm. Jesse Davis, I thought was was fine at left guard. I thought he was. I, I thought he looked rational, looked good um, at left guard. Michael Dieter looks fine at center. Uh, Robert Hunt. He's growing on me. He, uh, I'll tell you, he, he just has Dieter, a bad reputation yeah. from two years ago. But I think Dieter? Michael, Michael Dieter is growing yeah. on me. He's oh, no, he's a good – he's, he's been he's been a brilliant center this year. Like, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be – I don't even – I'm not even sure I want to pick up a center in the offseason. I'm, I'm like I'm like that. And, a bit of, and he has a bit of a mean streak too, right? Like, like yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, he's, an, he's unusually lengthy for a center. That's always been the case. That's always why I thought that he should be a center when he came out of um, – when he came out of college. And I thought that was his best tape in college was at center. Um but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's growing on me a lot. We'll see how the rest of the, it's a long season. We'll see how it goes, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, no. And, and Robert hunt, I thought he bounced back with a great, with a really good game mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't think he had such a great game the week before, but, um, but he bounced back and you could tell that he was bouncing back. He was having one of those, one of those kind of performances. Uh, it was really left and right tackle. Austin Jackson should be done, but who knows what they'll do. Um, Liam Eichenberg, I'm sorry, but he did take his lumps. And uh, and so you, you had those issues, but at the same time, it's not every down. And if you keep your foot on the gas, then you can push through it. You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that might happen. Yeah, God forbid your quarterback might actually have to scramble out of the pocket at some point, <laughs> you know, and, and you have Jacoby Brissett who can do it, you know, God forbid. And, and I think that they could do that and they could make plays and the proof was in the fucking pudding. I mean, they did it at the end of the, at the end of the game, say what you want about all oh, the offensive line. So awful. So awful. They scored the points they needed to score in the fourth quarter when they had to go pass, pass, pass. And the defense knew exactly what was coming. And then the guys on the pass rush pinned their ears back and were going after the quarterback relentlessly. Okay, and they did it. They moved the football. They scored the points in the fourth quarter and, you know, got got that field goal in overtime as well. So they they were doing they got the two and they got the two point conversion and the two point conversion. So they were doing it. The proof is right there. They were able to do it. Um, So so everybody's, you know, saying, oh, you know, it's like Sam Darnold when he was seeing ghosts in New York. (laughs) Yes, we're seeing ghosts. Okay, the Miami coaches are seeing ghosts. Yes, the offensive line has its challenges. Yes, 
they they break down in pass protection every now and then and it, lo- it can look pretty pretty ugly but they're seeing ghosts they're letting it dictate what they do and completely cancel out the identity of the offense they spent an entire fucking offseason building and a lot of money and a lot of resources mm-hmm. and they're letting that happen and that's on them i'll tell you right now that's on them yeah, they they can't help but look around and say, and I look. The owner's not stupid. The owner knows that he's writing a, an eleven million dollar check to Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. He he understands that Devontae Parker is a nice wide receiver. He understands that they used the sixth overall pick on Jalen Waddle. That's three wide receivers right there, right? And that you're you about feel. to cut a huge tech check to Mike Gesicki, probably. Yeah, so the owner's not stupid. He sees these things, right? Like he knows. Okay, there's three reasonably good wide receivers on this team. Mm-hmm. At least you you spent a lot for them, okay? And we kind of know that that Parker is a good performer when he's healthy, and we know Will Fuller is near elite when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle's a six overall pick that seems to be paying somewhat of a dividend so far. You know, he's he's headed for one of those Landry years, which is just awful yeah. for a guy who's so fast. Well, <laughs> it's know? it's it's like so. I don't think he's actually being used all that different from how he was in Alabama. It's just the difference in Alabama. He was constantly shaking loose for explosive plays, and yeah. uh, in the NFL, first off, we know that it's not that easy in the NFL. No, um, but as a second, fast, they can tackle. Right, but sec- second, I-, I think defenses are keeping him bottled up pretty well, and that's in large part because of how myopic the offense is able to be or is, has been. And so the, the defense is able to, you know, be really tight toward the line of scrimmage and, um, and staying on top of him. And I think that, uh, I think that's the reason I think that he has, he can't shake loose. He doesn't even need very much room to shake loose, but because he's so explosive, but he's not able to, because we're just not, we're not getting it done holistically all around the offense. Um, and I think, you know, part of that is how Jalen is used. I'm not going to say that he's being used, you know, hundred percent. I'm all for it. I, I think that there's other things to do with him, but, um, but it, it's more of a symptom of a broader problem. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I'll, and I guess we can move on. We'll, we're going to touch on the, on the offense just a little bit on the way out, but let's move on to the defense, man. They had a plan for Darren Waller, huh? Like that worked. Yeah. You know, was, too bad that, that they was had to. Now, here's the thing. You know, everybody's like, you know, everybody's fist pumping over this. And by the way, talking about fist pumping, uh, a little bit on the offense, I will admit, when we ran that end around with, with Jalen Waddle and Malcolm Brown got that block in the, in the, in, in the open mm-hmm, field, mm-hmm. I did do like a mini fist pump. Like, yeah, okay, that's how you hit people. And then mm-hmm. I thought to myself, there's a flag Wait. on the field, and I think I know what it's Wait. for. <laughs> Wait, that's not legal, is it? <laughs> no, it's not legal, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You know, 15 years ago, every coach on the sideline would have been, you mm-hmm. know, giving him Malcolm Brown a high five. Like, hey, that's how you how you get a guy on the ground, you know? Great block. But, yeah. Well, you, you know, I hope Miami's coaches knew that, though. <laughs> I hope Miami's coaches knew that that was illegal. Because how did – my question is, how did you practice it? Because that – you practiced that play. Yes, how did you, you did. practice it? <laughs> you know? I want to know. I'm wondering if it's legal or not. I'm I'm wondering if they're telling you, look, maybe you got to get a cut here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just I wonder if Miami knew that. But anyway, uh, defensive yeah. side of the ball. Yeah, let's move on to the defense. Darren Waller. Okay, great plan. I only have one problem with the plan. You went nuclear. 
You decided to put your $16 million a year cornerback mm-hmm. on him. Byron Jones. Hey, it worked, man. It worked. Now, good deal. Good, good deal. I think we're going to have to come to the realizations. Like, you know, as uh, I, I like to talk about this all the time because everybody has them. And it's not only alcoholics. That moment of clarity. I had a moment of clarity on Sunday. Derek Hart is a really good fucking quarterback, man. Yeah, he was, he's, well, he's been phenomenal this year. It, um, and it happens all the time. He's had a couple of seasons where he's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. This year, he is good. Stafford, yeah. by the way, might be might be league MVP this year. Remember what they oh, were saying about Stafford's, him in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, he, he was always really good. And, and I, that marriage was predictable to me. Um, yeah, how good that was going to be. But anyway. Yeah. But Derek Carr was so good. They had a plan for good. Waller, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Now, Peyton Barber, 111 yards. Man, you know, that's a little bit skewed. He had 20 yards in the first half. He had 40 in overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So they played, it, it they played five periods. They played five periods. Yes. And and what was it? 81 plays that the, the Raiders came off with? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was it was eighty one or eighty three or something like that. I mean, they both they both had 80, 80 some odd plays. Okay, uh, go to the college rule: thirty one points. It's about it's okay for 80, mm-hmm. 81 to eighty three plays. Okay, thirty one points in overtime. Yeah, okay, it's fine. It's not great. Like you don't hang your hat on that. You want to do a little bit better than that. I thought the plan was fine. I thought Jalen Phillips was much much better, and you could almost see it coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's coming. The sacks are coming for him. Agba, mm-hmm. I thought was good. Wilkins played well, the Ag- best game of the Agba, season. Agba is quietly having a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Yeah. So is I Byron think. Jones. Yeah. But he's having a decent year. Yeah. He, all right. Uh, Brandon Jones gets two sacks. Gives up some yeah. yardage. There's one fly in the ointment. Uh, Justin Coleman shouldn't play anymore yeah well i wonder if that's like you know if if maybe josh boy or brian flores are living in the past a little bit with him mm-hmm. um because they do have a lot of past experience with him and i just you know I, I don't know how he looked in camp and all that but um but at some point because it's we're three games in and i don't think he's played well in any of the three games even though he only had a couple of snaps in the first game and he even was there and and there was, was a couple a complete- snaps but he was bad <laughs> well, yeah. and he was a disaster in this game. And he was he was bad in, in the Buffalo game. I know it was hard to see because pretty much everybody was bad, but um he was he was bad in the Buffalo game. He got a lot of snaps in the Buffalo game. Um Nick Needham, by the way, you know, only got well, like what two snaps in the Buffalo game, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and he was great in this one. And and he was good in this one. I you know, he he might have let up a catch here and there, but um Hunter Renfro, you know. He, he did he did things against Xavier Howard so you know you can <laughs> yes. forgive him you can forgive him doing things against uh against Nick Needham I don't know why uh Justin Coleman continues to be out there instead of Nick Needham when you have the option available yeah I think there are times that maybe both of them are on the field um and and Miami has to figure out what what other what else they're going to do there with the DBs and, and get in place of um of Justin Coleman whether that is maybe it is Brandon Jones more. Um, I don't know, but uh, it's three games now. This isn't like when Nick Needham struggled as a rookie, no. right? When Nick Needham struggled as a rookie, you're like, okay, he's a rookie UDFA. You're getting him used to a new position in the slot um, and, and nickel. And, and it might not look so good right now, but it's, it's going to look good later, which it did. 
Justin Coleman is a veteran and he knows the defense. Why does he look bad? Mm. You know, why does he look that bad? There's, there's not very many excuses there. Um, and so at some point you're just going to have to move on and say, well, he doesn't have it anymore. And we're and if you remember, past. if you remember all the reports from camp and from the preseason was, man, this guy, Justin Coleman, he's like a real alpha. He's physical. Mm. He's smacking people out there. You never heard about his, his past coverage. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, I guess there's but a reason Nick for Needham, that now. Nick Needham was playing. Nick Needham was practicing his ass off and and playing his ass off in the preseason too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't understand I don't understand continuing to have Justin Coleman sna- take snaps that Nick Needham could ha- take. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh, to me. I completely I completely agree with you. Uh, if there was one where you wanted to have one or the other on one play was that that one which was essentially a jump ball to Waller where Nick Needham plays the ball and you really wanted him to just smack into Waller, try to draw that ball loose. Right. I well, think Coleman but at the same does. time, you never know. Sometimes in that situation, when you see them do that, you know, they get hit with the penalty. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, it is Waller and he's huge. And so, so maybe they'd forgive the penalty, but I, don't know. I can, I wasn't ready. I wasn't going to kill him over that one. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just be, I'll just be honest. All right, now let's review a few of these guys. Jerome Baker, another invisible game, really, kind of. Uh, I didn't think he played all that well. Uh, he had the opportunity to make a couple of plays. He missed a tackle on the flat on a, on a, on a catch that Kenyon Drake caught that I thought made a difference because it, it shortened it for a third and one that they converted where it could have been third and long, and we had had some success against them on third and long. Jerome Baker's had a soft start to the season, but I got no complaints on the defensive line. I thought Zach Sealer played. Wow, what a game Zach Sealer had, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, um, and we, but we know how good he is. I mean, <laughs> he's he's really really good, and we already praised Jalen Phillips, but I, so I guess it's time to talk about two guys. Nobody's talking about Bernard McKinney anymore, huh? And <laughs> London Roberts was pretty good today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no no complaints, and I think Landon Roberts is is just. You know, he's just turned into a really, really solid support player. Um, the you know, as far as the snaps that he gets in the game, um, it's not every snap. We know that, um, mm-hmm. but he's he's really good for it, and I think that that's uh, you know to do to do what he's what he's there to do. I guess is what I'm saying. And um, Jerome Baker, the one thing I'll say about him is he's got so much speed and so much quickness that he is he has a lot of responsibility a in the passing game because of mm-hmm. that when you have a lot of responsibility in the passing game you're going to get i mean you don't have it's not like it's not like there's safety help getting involved with you when you're a linebacker in man coverage right um so you're you're gonna get you're gonna get picked on uh or they're gonna go after you they're gonna try and some of those are gonna be complete <laughs> you know and um i think that he he's so fast that he's able to be in a lot of in on a lot of plays or close to a lot of plays and what we often see are just the ones that he couldn't that he couldn't make and i think we play we're a little bit blind sometimes to the ones that that he did have an impact on and, um, and I, I saw them, I saw them in this game, you know, I saw plays that he was making that was part of winning defense, you know, and, 
And I think that his speed plays if they if you removed him with the speed that he has and the the pivotal role that he plays, you would watch like there there would be things in the middle of that defense that fall apart because he's not there. Mm-hmm. And and that's 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 what I'll say because you know maybe maybe sometimes he does let up the player he can't quite get there but um but I think that if you didn't have that in the middle that that sort of speed and range and um and you know, overall know-how and playmaking ability that you watch it would it would not be so pretty yeah and uh I'm moving on to this guy and I think I- there was going to come a time and I thought if Josh Jacobs was there, that this was going to be one of those games where we could say, look, you know, we, we miss Raekwon, Raekwon Davis. They missed Raekwon Davis because John Jenkins was not good in this game. There were certain well, places how- where he was completely supplanted. He was lined up right over the zero. They will double team him and push him three yards out of the way, creating lanes right over our tackles. Well, three games, three games is probably one game too much asking asking him to to play this kind of role mm-hmm. that's you know it's a, at, it's, at his highly age physical he got beat up in this game mm-hmm. yeah i mean at his age at his age and with his playing style and just overall physique and, and all of that um you know he went out there did admirably for for the new england game i guess nobody really did did great against the buffalo game but you know we i wasn't ready to pick on him for that you know, maybe just a little bit too much. I didn't think he was awful, but but yeah. How long? How long are you going to rely on John Jenkins to to be the one at 32 years old? You know, with with his physique and stuff, playing 47 snaps in the game, 45 snaps against New England. You know, mm. can you really can you really get away with that? So hopefully, Raekwon is back pretty soon. It's not going to be in the next game, but maybe the game after. Yeah, moving on to the safeties, Jason McCord is just. So safe, and I feel so good yeah. about having him back there. But Javon Holland, finally, young man has not a great game. He was yeah, good it was, I was going to say finally some finally a chink in the armor. <laughs> yeah, we finally saw a, a rookie kind of look like a rookie. It, at yeah. times, it looked like whoa, you guys are throwing a lot of guys out here at me, huh? And mm. you got to remember that Buffalo game. I guess you know since they had the lead, they weren't you know really trying to put too much pressure on our on our safeties and Javon Holland got to get off a little bit, but he looked like a little bit overwhelmed. And that was a bad, bad personal foul penalty. Yeah. You you're talking about first and goal or not first and goal first and 10 at the 14 instead Mm -hmm. of first and goal at the five. That's a bad penalty. You're essentially handing them a touchdown with that penalty. It was, it was not good. Yeah. That's one of those, that's one of those penalties that you highlight and you say, Whoa, Javon, you understand if you don't do this, mm-hmm. we have a short field and we're defending 10 yards at the 15-yard line. This is not a terrible position to be in with our defense. But your penalty gives them the ball at the five, first and goal, which, man, I'd I love to see the stat. You know, what percentage of first and fives, first and goals at the five turn into touchdowns? Because I'm no. willing to bet it's a high, high percentage. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I thought overall, even taking aside the penalty, I thought, you know, unlike the the touchdown to Alec in gold, um, you know, I think he was in coverage there and, um, you know, he had some moments, he had some, uh, some challenging moments, but you can kind of expect that. And, and let's face it, like we're, 
let's keep the context here on the defensive performance. We're talking about 80 plays or something like 80, 80, whatever play, 83 plays, right? Um, five period, essentially five quarters of offense mm. in their, in their own house, in Las Vegas's own house, a good offense, a two and O team now three and O and, uh, and their offense had been performing with a good a good looking quarterback this year he's at he's at a he's at sort of a pro bowl pace this year um yeah you might light up a couple points <laughs> you know it's a, it's not you know it is what it, it is what it is i thought they had a solid performance i thought they could have had you know a game throttling performance and they didn't necessarily they did score seven points of their own and you have to take that into account right mm-hmm. in the net in the netting of the the, on balance yeah so, and remember and the raiders had two points uh that really belonged to jacoby Brissett. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right right exactly so but um but yeah well I, and and so think about think about that um that sequence in the first half though and because... to be fair the raiders had played the ravens and the steelers and through two weeks they had the number one scoring offense the number one offense based on yards in mm-hmm. the nfl so well, but think about the sequence also with um, where in the uh, in the first half, where Miami gets the uh, the interception return touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens when you're on defense and and the Raiders are driving and you get the interception, but you return it, you know, however many yards, eighty yards or whatever for the touchdown? You go right yeah, back Land- on the Land- field. <laughs> Landon Roberts looked like he was going to die, by the way. Yeah, I know. But, but I mean, you go, you go right back on the field, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, so, so you're, you, you know, you don't get a break because of that. You get an interception return for a touchdown. Then you get them off, um, you get them off the field uh, on the next on four plays and like on fourth down, they got them off the field, um, the offense off a uh, turnover on downs, I should say. And, um, and the Dol- but the Dolphins, like score that next touchdown with Malcolm Brown in only like less than two minutes, like four plays, you know, it was just a big play that happened. So then now they're back on the field already again, you know, trying to stop the, uh, the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the, the Raiders offense. And then, okay, they get them off the field. They force punt. So now Miami's has one play from their own end zone and gets a safety. Now they're back on the field again. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, so, so there was a, there was a long stretch you see where the defense is just out there over and over again. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was almost like, it was almost like 15 minutes, you know, 15 plus minutes of straight game time where they were just on the field. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, yeah, then they toward the end of the, the first half, they let up, you know, a longer drive for a field goal and a longer drive for a touchdown. I mean, it's that ha- that happens. So I, I think that um, I think that we keep that in mind uh, before we get really you know down on them for letting up 31 points uh, in a five quarter game. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about a little bit about. And yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It's important. Sometimes it's important to, you know, get the the kickoff at the 25, drive it to the 15 punt. It's There's nothing wrong with that. Get a couple of first mm-hmm. downs and punt. 
our offense is not capable of doing that, and it puts way too much pressure on the defense. Let's talk a little bit about coaching. We punted at from the the Raider thirty nine. Um, that wouldn't be in my playbook. Mm. What were your they, thoughts? They caught, the score was they, fourteen to two at the point. At that point, yeah, um, yeah, that was a tough one. I, 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 I got to be honest. I, I, I'm not going to fault him for it. I'm just, you know, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough call. Um, so yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying there. I just, it was a tough call. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. So I, I guess we we're in agreement with that one. Cause I remember I was like, okay, obviously I'm like, it was one of those was like, uh, did you ever see the movie major league? Yeah. Okay. You remember when, when, uh, when Bob Uecker goes, and he's going to go and he's going to walk this guy to get to, to Parkman. And obviously he's thinking, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> that was one of those moments where I'm like, hey, there's the punting unit. Well, obviously he's thinking, well, I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know what? I think they're faking this. They're faking this. Oh, no. <laughs> then I see that he punts it away and I'm like, whoa, uh, no, this is not good. <laughs> Think about it. If you fake it and all you do is gain two yards, what's the net on that? Because remember, he did kick it into the end zone. The net's well, what, 15 yards? Who gives a shit about 15 yards? Go for it. Well, so we had an issue with turning it over on downs last game, didn't we? Yes, he did. In the Buffalo. I mean, it really it really contributed to the whole thing spinning out of control. Uh-huh. Um, you think that was in his head this time? It absolutely. It has, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah has to be the whole game spun out of control in in part because you were you know turnover turnover on downs giving it back to the uh to the buffalo bills being too aggressive and and finding out that your short yardage offense isn't what you hoped you know mm-hmm. and um and well and sure enough in this game i mean the fourth quarter four minutes four minutes 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter turnover and downs fourth and one couldn't you know uh jacoby Brissett up the middle can't get a yard Malcolm Brown can't get a yard, you know, on third and one, the the play before. That so the whole they might be, awful. they might, I don't think that, the, I think the offensive line is, I, I accuse them of seeing ghosts because yes, the offensive line is bad. Um, I'm not going to say they're good, but they're not so bad that they can't, they can't attack because they, there are plenty of plays where the protection is holding up. I mean, you guys can show you, I could show you two dozen of them easily. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that in this case they might be appropriately fearful of their uh, their abilities to convert these short short yardage situations. All right, one other coaching, and this one and, and this one I can't defend. Okay, and that's obviously in overtime the little shovel. Okay, I'm not going to defend the the play call, the little shovel pass to Gasecki. They had run mm-hmm. it earlier; it was successful. Obviously. Uh, our offensive coaching staff was just thinking to themselves, oh, what worked earlier? I don't, I don't give a shit what worked earlier. You have the players to go get these four yards on third and four, okay? You have Jalen Waddle, you have Mike Kosecki. Every team in the, in the goddamn NFL would kill to have a Jalen Waddle and a Mike Kosecki on third and four. Am I right, or, or am I delusional here, <laughs> Chris? Mm-hmm. But you run a shovel pass. And they'd already run it. And they had already run it exactly. They had already, they'd already run, they'd already run that. You know what uh, I would have run? I would have run that that rub arrow route that they executed perfectly, mm-hmm. except that uh, Brissett 
couldn't deliver the ball to Gaskin. I would have run that mm. shit again. Run oh, that. Man, yeah, that was, that was run money. That, that was money. That was going to be that was going to be huge. OK, that was a perfectly executed call. They were playing in man. They were playing a lot of man at that point. So it was going to mm. work. And you you wanted to see something work. The last time you ran that little shovel pass to Gasecki was earlier in the game. It got four yards on third and three. OK, mm. th- that's that's nice. Okay, now it's third and four. You know what you should run? You should run what you executed perfectly, but your quarterback couldn't throw a pass accurately. Yeah. All right, run that arrow rub. That arrow rub was money. If you ran mm-hmm. it again, they didn't. But now you're presented with fourth down. Had you, Would you have gone for it right there, or do, are you playing the three minutes and 48 seconds on the clock and thinking you're going to get the ball? Well, back? it was two minutes. It was two minutes and 49, wasn't it? it was, uh, it's two minutes and 49? Yeah, I think so. Well, I you know depends on so it's two minutes and forty nine when we when we hit, banged in the field goal. Okay. Um, so you know the previous play, the end of the third down, uh, short pass to Gasicki, um, started off at like three thirty five, I think, left in the um, in the overtime period. Uh, you know that's that is that is playing for the tie. It's like you know basically the definition of playing for the tie when you settle for that field goal. Mm-hmm. Um. So, well, again, you know these 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 calls feel above my pay grade. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, they they really do, and and I try not to do spend too much time second guessing coaches, except for obvious stuff like you know, when you look at the offense and the fact that they're only successful when they're given very little choice about what to do, but then they're not success- successful when they have all the choices in the world that they could want. Um it's easy to criticize the offensive uh, play calling and, and game and play designs and, and the uh, game planning when you see that, because the results speak for it. Um, this, in this case, and that's above my pay grade, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, we always want them to go for it. We always and we're getting, and we're getting their listeners. I could feel you, although you haven't even listened to this yet. Cause this is obviously being recorded. So you will listen yeah. to this. Like I feel about, you already though, but I feel you already. I know you want to get, you want me to get to this and I will, but I want to say this uh, about the coaching staff. This coaching staff seems to fall in and out of love with players constantly. Savon Ackman now is on the shit list. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And uh, by the way, Albert Wilson is ca- has been cast into a canyon somewhere, never to be heard from again. He and was, Preston Williams, was... and Preston Williams is out tweeting out uh, cryptic crap on Twitter, which I don't know what he's talking about. So he was he was just uh, Albert Wilson was on the sidelines, basically like playing cards with Tua Tungavailoa in street clothes. Right? I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. Weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, they're gonna have to figure that out because uh, yeah. you know, you know, it, it, it's gotten to the point where they make me even doubt what I'm seeing with my own eyes. I know Savon mm-hmm. Ackman can run, right? He's like fast. Like that's a good thing to have in. He the was, NFL. you know, he was out there in plays, but the thing was, he was like, he was used, he was used as sort of a decoy. Um, I, I felt like, uh, you know, he because he was he was out there. Um, I don't know if he was out there like a ton or what, but uh, I saw him. Oh wait only five christ i thought i saw more than that yeah that's what i'm saying like he five out of 83 god i swear i swear that i saw more than that no i'm telling you i'm telling you they the he's he's at the bottom of a canyon with albert wilson somewhere and preston williams by the way preston williams is alive right like i saw him last week against the bills 
Did he even make the trip <laughs> to, to, to Las know. Vegas? Well, I don't know. Well, I'm, what they they got the full compliment with Will Fuller now, and, and it's like Matt Collins is is their guy now. So you well, know, you know what mind. it is. I don't you mind. Know, Matt Collins. Mike Collins. Matt Collins made a huge contribution to this game. Yeah. Drawing that, drawing know, that pass you know interference. Why, this, that's a good this play. This game in particular. This game in particular. Why? Why Matt Collins? Is because they did not want to go as tight end heavy as they've been in mm. um, in previous games. So if you look at the snaps, you know, as far as the tight ends go, um, you know, the, especially on a per pass snap basis, uh, we're talking something like um, I don't know how many pass snaps were there. Was six, there's sixty. So there's only sixty nine tight end sna- tight end snaps on the field on passing plays out of sixty two passing plays. You know, and and so they weren't using as they weren't going quite as tight end heavy as they had in the passing game. Um, so instead, what they did is they kind of did half seas, which is to say that they they had Mac Hollins on the field as a wide receiver, knowing mm-hmm. that Mac Hollins is basically kind of a halfway tight end and can do things in blocking, you know, can can really be physical. So I think that's what they were they were thinking, and that's why they went with him. And it's very possible in other games that you know Preston Williams gets the call. Mm. All right, and now the moment you've all been waiting for. It's overtime, and the Dolphins are dri- uh, are driving, and they're down a field goal. And the NFL overtime rules allows for you to win the game here with a touchdown, and that's all you're thinking at this point. Mm-hmm. And they run that drag over and go. And it's all alone. Devontae Parker with Trayvon Mullen. Mm-hmm. Somehow a play gets made. I think it was pass interference. And the video seems to show it's pass interference. What's well, I think it? the video, if, if there were still replay, um, then you'd look at the video and you'd say, well, that's, that's you can't deny that. He got there mm-hmm. early. Yeah. Right? And the same later on, you know, the Will Fuller play. Um I do understand. I do understand that it, live bang bang, you know all that th- stuff. Um, it's it's a little harder to discern, and so I'm not shocked that it wasn't called. But it's also undeniable to me, undeniable that it was pass interference. Mm. And now for the more egregious one, I thought that was that was blatant. And then not only was it blatant, it's the circumstances of how it was. You know how it how it came about. Uh, came about. It's Will Fuller behind a safety, and the safety somehow grabs Will Fuller, makes contact with Will Fuller. Isn't how is Abram that possible? a linebacker? What happened? Isn't Abram? This was Abram, right? Yeah, Abram. Isn't he a linebacker actually? Technically, now. I don't know what the hell they think he is, but I think they list him as a safety. He wears 24. He's a safety to me. Oh, uh, okay. Well, if he if he wears 24, but then again, the numbers are all fucked up now. But um, yeah, yeah, I thought they I I thought they listed him as actually as like a linebacker. He might as well be because he's not very good yeah. in coverage, and that's part of the reason why. Well, the, there you go. <laughs> that I think that they should have made that call because it gets called all the time. I see it all the time. You know, and I said this on Twitter, uh, there's seminars, uh, there's been seminars out there and there's been, you know, uh, pieces written by the football intelligentsia that tells you it's not such a bad idea to pay for a wide receiver because if you get four, five, six, seven pass interference calls a year, 
it's worth it because those plays work like long completions. Like, I think there was a year once where Devontae Adams had, I believe, 1,400 yards receiving, but he had 400 and something yards on penalties. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, like, that matters, right? Like, that's real. This is why this is why Miami has to keep their foot on the gas with respect to the downfield game. You know, because because look what happened when they did when they when they were doing that late in the game. Uh, they got one call, the Mac Collins one, mm-hmm. right? And then they had two that they should have also gotten. And they were pivotal place, pivotal mm-hmm. place in the football game. And that's what happens when you keep when you actually when you don't give up before you even try. You know, you you what is it? You miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Old so. Michael Jordan quote. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that you know the game was right there. And I understand a lot of people say, Oh, you can't have the game decided that. Well, well, last year Byron Jones made a play on the ball, actually touched the ball. Uh, you could almost make a case that he actually touched the ball. And they called a 55-yard penalty against Miami with the playoffs on the line with less than two minutes left in the game. Yep. That happened. Okay. So if they can make a 55-yard penalty uh, in, you know, week, what what was it, week 16 Mm -hmm. with the playoffs on the line, then they can do it in week three in a game that nobody cares about. Okay. All right. I thought Miami got screwed out of that, out of that game by that call. But you know, you can point to they did, but things. but let me let me pose this as well because you know, we'll be like, oh, we should have won that game and the refs took it away from us. Well, you know, a perfect kicker, a perfect kicker, Daniel Car- Carson missed an extra point. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason we even got into overtime. Yeah, but the kicking <laughs> god, Jason Sanders missed a 48 yarder, which is like, you know. You miss for I don't care who you are, you miss 48 yarders. You don't miss a, the guy who is perfect, you know. Daniel Carson, you don't miss a friggin' extra point. Like that's crazy. That's just that's nuts. And that probably should have precluded uh, overtime altogether because you know they listen. You the, the Dolphins fucked around and found out. You know for for most of the game, and mm-hmm. and so they probably shouldn't have even gone to that overtime period, in my opinion. Um, but they were they hung in there. They managed to extend it, extend it. You know make make ridiculous plays here and there uh fourth and 20 or whatever you know just just managed to to keep extending the game um so they they good on them for getting for for make taking the opportunities that were given to them but um but yeah they they screwed this up this is not this is not oh we should have won you know whatever no they screwed this game up but it was also close yeah, and we'll always remember that that that, that uh, Will Fuller's debut could have ended. Could have had a storybook ending. You know what also could have could have worked right there? Catch the fucking ball, Will Fuller. Yeah, I mean, there, there's one early. There's one early he could have gotten. There's another yeah, no, one. That, that one. That one he had. He had a truck coming out. He was gonna. Get yeah, on but that play. You know, hey, make the play, man. You're, you're I don't know we, how we didn't get a targeting call on that play, by the way. And by the way, Max Crosby, yeah, that's uh, that's a personal foul when you take a run at Brissett and try to plant him into into the fourth row. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid. That was a solid penalty. I, th- I thought that was a solid penalty. Yeah, but n- not I, according I, to Max Crosby, I, who bitched about it at the time and then bitched about it after the game too. 
Yeah, I, I somewhat agree with Simon though on the uh, the two pass interference calls that they were pretty close. Like they were they were pretty close, and you can totally see those not getting called at times in the NFL, and um, you know not or or even you know maybe 50-50 sort of not getting called. Um, I think on replay, you know, benefit of replay, you look at it and say, well, it was, you know, it it definitely was, but still, it was close enough that you may get it. You may not, you know, that's the way it goes. All right. And that's going to be it. And the next time we talk to you, we talk, we're, we're going to have the, the, the very, very rare week four must win game. At least it's a must win in my opinion. All right. You got a wounded. Yeah, I, think, I, I agree. It, you got a wounded Colts team coming in here. Who knows if Carson Wentz is going to play. doesn't matter if he plays really because he looks awful as well. You he hasn't know, looked so. good since what, what was it, 2017 or something? I'm... Yeah, he hasn't looked good since 2017. So who cares if he plays or not? You know, I who mean, knows? It's... Maybe you might want Wentz to play and not Jacob Eason to play. You know he's, what I mean? He's at this point, he's going the way of Elvis Gerbach. I mean, he's just. Yeah, and you definitely weird. don't want big game Sam Ellinger to play. Okay. Big game Sam Ellinger. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't want him to play. Oh, boy. That, that, yeah. that, that guy sees a big time opponent and 450 yards is going up. And if you don't believe me, go look at his college stats. So, yeah, you don't want Sam Ellinger playing, all right? You don't want him playing. You know, you want I – th- I think I think you're safe with Carson Wentz, okay? Just take, face Carson I, I will Wentz. Take, I'm sorry. I'll take Sam Ellinger. I'll, I'll take Sam Ellinger. <laughs> you'll take Sam Ellinger? I'll take all right. Sam well, Ellinger. We should know more about who's playing because Carson Wentz has the very rare uh, double sprained ankles, which I don't know how that's possible, okay? I like in I the, in, on the injury report when they put the injury in parentheses and it says ankles – both. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that happens. That's the only time I've ever like heard that. of having both sprained ankles is like car accidents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or falling off a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that could happen. You know, but football, two sprained ankles, hard to do. But we'll, we will talk about this game on Wednesday, and hopefully we'll have Simon to do as well. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.